Hi, I'm Elisa Morris, and this is My Life Wildlife. I'm the Environmental Education Specialist at Arctic, Canudi, and Yukon Flats refuges in Fairbanks, Alaska. I do environmental education with uh, students from kindergarten through 12th grade in the Fairbanks North Star Borough. And I also have the opportunity to work with youth in the villages that outlie Arctic Refuge, Canudi Refuge, and Yukon Flats Refuge. Just talking about it, I'm still like in awe that I get to do this as a career. It's really super fun. So I pretty much grew up in North Georgia. I grew up in Roswell, Georgia. And I did my undergraduate at Kennesaw State, and I studied geography and environmental studies. I had an awesome childhood, but my parents, they, both my parents are from the Philippines, and they grew up in a developing country. And to them, the outdoors, not that they didn't appreciate nature, but they really, they didn't expose me and my siblings to it growing up. I remember having really old National Geographics, and whenever we would go to the thrift store growing up, that's what I would buy, because they were like 25 cents or something. And I remember just flipping through copies and just being so enamored by like the visual heaviness of things. And I just, I remember that. I remember I was a Girl Scout and we did a camping trip. And we had, growing up, like we had the necessities that we needed, but there was just, we didn't have extra money. And so I remember all I wanted was a sleeping bag. All the other girls on this camping trip had really cool sleeping bags and I had like a comforter that my mom put into a garbage bag. I mean, it worked, but like that's, I just remember that's like that's all I wanted. And in high school, I think that's when I started just developing like a curiosity of wanting to go camping and just like wanting to go hiking. And my parents didn't really know how to do those things. And so I remember like my brother, he would take me out a little bit, just like at local parks. And I just loved it. Like I loved walking and bird watching, but I just didn't really know how to connect more with that. And then so when I was in college, that's kind of when I started getting more into doing more longer backpacking trips and hiking trips. And then I found this opportunity for the Student Conservation Association. We did a one week alternative spring break in the Grand Canyon. We did a lot of invasive species work, a lot of uh, trash pickup. And we got to hike up and down the canyon. It's the hardest hike I've ever done. Met some really cool people, camped the whole week. I mean, I was just, I was in heaven and it just completely changed my life. And that's kind of when I was exposed to careers in the natural resources. And like, I just, it blew my mind that there was just an array of jobs and opportunities that you could actually do and make money. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Growing up, you were a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer, you know, like the big jobs. And so when I graduated college, I took a, just a trip to Alaska. We went fishing down on the Kenai and I was like, I want to, I want to move to Alaska. Like that's, I just want to live there. I don't know what I'll do, but I'm sure I'll find some fun job or something. I was like, I'll go work in a cannery, like whatever. I'll, I just want to get to Alaska. And so I found another opportunity with SCA, the Student Conservation Association, and it was a, I think it was like a 10 or 12 week internship doing recycling and greening. And that was with the Canudi National Wildlife Refuge. 
this sounds really creepy, but I still have the voicemail of my supervisor who called me and offered me the position. And she's the refuge manager for Community Refuge. Her name is Joanna Fox. And I still have it like saved. Because <laughs> I remember how happy I was when she offered me the position. And I really feel like that changed my life. No matter what I do, I've had really supportive parents. And uh, they, they were always supportive. They, they never said no, but they just did not understand. And they were like, how are you going to shower? And like, you know, asking all these questions. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be fine. They just didn't understand. And they're super proud of me. My dad passed a couple years ago, but he spent the last couple years of his life coming up to Alaska, and he he ended up ended up loving it. He would come every summer when I had my first daughter, and he would take her on walks, and he would just tell me he loved how quiet and how calming everything was. He was always so used to hearing cars or just traffic in the background and he was just like wow like I really understand why you enjoy it up here. So my first time coming to Alaska we flew into Anchorage and then we drove down to the Kenai Peninsula and I was just I think I had my jaw open the entire time like I could not I had never seen such beauty before in my life. The mountains I mean they're just so grand and the mix of water and um, I remember there was like misty fog when we were going boating one morning and I just couldn't believe that something like this existed on earth. It was exactly like what I saw in those National Geographics. Like I, I knew I was like preparing myself that Alaska was going to be big and wild and beautiful but actually like seeing it for the first time I was I, I was completely speechless. For someone who grew up in a pretty suburbia life in Georgia, to come up here and just see so much space and so much nature and just like natural life, it's so refreshing for the soul. I don't, I can't describe it. It's just, it just feels so good. I just try to like connect youth with as many opportunities as possible as what they have here because I feel like you know, I was kind of like the resource that I looked for when I was little because I just didn't know what was available to me when I'm sure there was tons of things available, but I just didn't know how to how to ask for them. In 2009, I got to visit a couple villages and I just loved working with students. And I have the skill set that I have of connecting with youth that just comes really easy to me. And I just, I love it. It fills my cup for sure. And so I work with youth from preschool up until high school. And I'd say the majority of youth I work with is pretty much K through fourth grade. So I'll go into their classrooms and just teach them about the mission of the Fish and Wildlife Service. Like what does conservation, what does that big word mean? What are some wildlife species, birds, fish that we can see here locally? And I teach them about their life cycles, about just their role in the habitats, and really just try to like, you know, connect them with the natural resources that are in their backyards. And I, I love it because it's it's so much fun actually like taking the science that we're doing it and sharing it, not only with the public but like with youth. You know, these are our future biologists. These are our future education specialists. I would definitely say 
fourth grade is my favorite. I see a lot more curiosity, a lot more questions being asked, and I think that's really fun. Kids will usually ask, they want to know more about the large mammals, like the big mammals, the wolves, the polar bears, the brown bears. And they'll, they'll ask, like, have you ever, have you ever been chased by a bear? <laughs> no, thank goodness, <laughs> I've never been chased by a bear. And so I'll kind of go into like a little, uh, I'll turn that into like an educational opportunity about, you know, if you ever see a bear, just, you know, stand your ground and never run from a bear. So, you know, that kind of turns into that opportunity. You know, in the beginning, kind of when I give my introduction, I'll let them know, like, I have the opportunity to fly in small planes because the Fish and Wildlife Service has pilots who fly their biologists and their staff out to these really remote places that don't have roads. They want to know a lot about the flying and, and what that's like. And they also, they'll usually ask me, like, what what is your favorite animal, which is very hard for me because I don't have just one. So I think my favorite animal is the sandhill crane. That species is, has become my favorite since living here in Fairbanks. It's kind of sandhill cranes um, are migratory birds. So they're cranes, so they're pretty tall. Um, they're gray and they have like a little bit of red marking on their face. And they have this, they do this dance, like pairs, they, they mate for life, which I think is beautiful. And they have this really, I, I can't make the call, but they just have like a very loud and um, distinct call. In like the, the middle of September, beginning of September, they start leaving and departing and moving south. And then they start coming back in May, like early May. And so it's kind of like the sound of Soundhill Cranes is kind of an indicator that spring is here. And they're just gorgeous fly. They're also really delicious to eat as well. <laughs> I've never personally hunted for one, but we've had some family and friends hunt for cranes, and they're also nicknamed as the ribeye of the sky because they're just really meaty. You'd think they're like, um, like a steak or something, but yeah, they're delicious and they're beautiful and gorgeous to watch. So I do this remote culture and science camp for Canudi National Wildlife Refuge. It's located on Henshaw Creek, which is a tiny little tributary off the Cuyacook River. So that's uh, like northwest of Fairbanks. And each summer, it's probably one of my most favorite projects that I get to work on, is I get to lead and coordinate a camp inviting the youth from the village of Alakakit and Alatna um, and a couple other smaller villages off the Cuyacook. And we invite them to this camp that's located on a fish weir and so a weir is basically an entrapment cage where they count fish because they're trying to determine fish populations and so there's a crew out there every summer counting chum salmon and we have the camp there so it's very fisheries based so kids learn about the life cycle of the salmon um, they learn all about hydrology water which we, we do a lot of sampling and we also invite the local elders to this camp. And so when I'm teaching about the anatomy of fish, the external anatomy, an elder will come and teach them about like how to traditionally cut the fish and how to make a smoke rack and dry the fish. And they'll tell lots of incredible stories about salmon fishery and just growing up and their dependence on the chum salmon. So it's, it's a really beautiful camp in that the Fish and Wildlife Service 
we bring the Western science and the elders bring the traditional knowledge. So, you know, in our mission, it's, you know, working with others. And I feel like the services relationships with these local communities is, is a really beautiful and unique thing. You know, when I'm feeling anxious or sad or, you know, if there's something going on, no matter the season, if it's cold, hot, if I just step outside and just have like at least 20 minutes to myself, it's just instant gratification medicine for me. But I also think that our country has incredible public lands available to us. You know, I, I've been to Asia, Europe, South America. They have incredible history, incredible ruins, incredible castles and cathedrals. And I think that the United States, we have these public lands that are just pristine and beautiful. And they're for the American people. They're, they're out there. So it's just a matter of getting out there and experiencing it for yourself. There are refuges in all 50 states. If they're not close by, then check to see what local parks are available around you. There could be libraries that are available, education kits. Even at like local libraries, they'll even have resources available to put you into contact with just some natural parks, wildlife opportunities nearby. FWS.gov, Fish and Wildlife Service, our website will definitely help. So, so there's lots of different opportunities out there. I know it, it can be hard to just find them, but they're definitely out there. This has been My Life Wildlife, a production of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, Alaska Region, Office of External Affairs. Producers Lisa Hupp and Chris Pacheco. Produced and story edited by David Hoffman for Citizen Race Car. Audio editing, sound design, and original music by Garrett Tiedemann. Artwork by Michelle Lawson. In Alaska, the employees of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service are shared stewards of world-renowned natural resources and our nation's last true wild places. The lands and waters of this place we call home nourish a vast and unique array of fish, wildlife, and people. Our hope is that each generation has the opportunity to live with, live from, discover, and enjoy the wildness of this awe-inspiring land and the people who love and depend on it. <laughs>